1: Keeping the house full next on today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Here's a question for you. Who is it that occupies your life? Who is it that has taken up residence in your home, in you as a home? Are you a full house? Well, these are questions we're answering today out of Matthew chapter 12 and verse 43. It's here that Jesus gives a teaching on this whole issue of being possessed. And who is it that really takes up residence in your life? Let's take a look at it together, shall we? From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Let's catch up with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. For today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, here in Matthew, chapter 12.
2: I want to talk to you guys about keeping the house full. Keeping the house full. The days are getting darker. And saints, if we have not figured it out, we have an adversary. The devil is an adversary. His demons... Our adversaries, your flesh, whether you realize it or not, you're the unregenerate nature. Your old nature is an adversary. The world's systems, customs, things of that nature, culture tries to define you. We have to learn how to resist in these areas so that we can have success as Christians and really grow to become everything God wants us to to grow into as a man or a woman of God. And. It just amazes me how ignorant sometimes we can be to the enemy schemes and devices and how the enemy really saints is not just trying to do his work outside of the church. His job is to get inside of the church. I mean, when you have someone go to a church during prayer service and shoot the worship leader while he's praying. That's the devil. The devil got in somebody. Somebody. And caused them to do some of the things that we see, not only outside of the church, but inside the church. And we see it all around. You cannot pick up, the, pick up your remote and turn the channel without seeing things in the sight of God that are detestable. And there is an invisible force behind a lot of what we see that we just call normal. We just call culture. We just call it, you know, keeping it real. When it's really just demonic. Can I have an amen? And we got to learn to point our finger at things and understand exactly what we're looking at and realize that God, by his power, he gives us insight into these things that are hidden to the natural eye so that we can truly see what God is doing and see what the enemy is doing in our lives. Amen? Listen to what Jesus says as he's getting ready to, as he's giving insight to his disciples and those that are around he's he's really peeling back the veil and causing them to understand the depths of the spiritual battle that not only he was fighting, but they were involved in, whether they knew it or not. And he says this in verse 43, Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. He says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest. And finds none. Then he says. I will return to my house. From which I came. And when he comes. He finds it empty. Swept. And put in order. He says empty. Swept. And put in order. Then he goes and takes with him. Seven other spirits. More wicked than himself. And they. Enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be, he says, with this wicked generation. And so he gets specific, and he talks about this being an individual thing, but then he also talks about it being a generational thing. You know, one of the things that we have to realize is that we're dealing with disembodied spirits or demons. These are unclean spirits who clearly, through this passage of Scripture, like to get inside people, ultimately make these people their home, and these individuals become a resting place. These beings or entities become, uh, they get in and they use this person's body as a resting place. And so realize, say, that when we're dealing with this part of Jesus' ministry, the major part of Jesus' ministry was casting out demons. Getting people liberated and set free from disembodied spirits that were getting inside people and causing them to do detestable things in the sight of God. The church shies away from this stuff, shies away from it. The church doesn't want to talk about it. We call it personality disorder. Sometimes we we name it all kinds of things from a secular standpoint instead of just looking at situations sometimes and saying that person's got a demon in them and it needs to be cast out in Jesus' name. Can I have an amen? And what happens is we play with it because we're afraid of what society is going to say. We're, we're concerned about it. Um, we're trying to be politically correct. But I think that we need to get back to the word of God. Amen. And understand that Jesus dealt head on with demons. He talked about them. He cast them out. They were afraid of him. They were, they were upset at him. They were disturbed when he came on the scene. Um, they, they, they were... They, these beings were destroying people's lives, but Jesus Christ put his finger on why their lives were being destroyed. Saints, I understand that there's been all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on around demons and demonology. Uh, We know the foolishness of it. We know that some people take it to an extreme and they're trying to find a demon under every rock. Just because you sneeze don't mean you got a demon. But what I'm saying is, is that You know, I know that there's extremes on other end, on every end, but we need to find that balance through scripture where we understand some things are not just natural. They are spiritual and there is a demonic influence that is going on that needs to be addressed. These issues are not just issues for people outside of the church. They're issues for, for people that are inside of the church. This just a humanity issue. You can go to any part of the world and you are going to deal with people who are suffering with demonic oppression. It doesn't matter where you're at. This whole planet needs God's power to deliver. Amen. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter. God wants all of us to be set free to understand this dynamic and, this, and how this works in our lives and how it works just in society so we don't get caught up in this stuff and allow unclean spirits to get a hold of our lives. Amen? And so Jesus is dealing with these people, and he's up front. He tells them very clearly here. He says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, verse 33, seeking rest and finds none. So clearly Jesus calls these demons, he calls them unclean spirits. Unclean spirits cause people to do things that are unclean in the sight of God. Uncleanness. Uncleanness. Not only just in action, but in thought. In word, and then also in action, these unclean spirits are just that—they drive people to an unclean state and cause them to do things. I want to reiterate this: cause them to do things that are not right in the sight of God. He says, "An unclean spirit." He goes out of a man. He goes through dry places seeking. Was he say rest? Somebody say rest. And finds none understand that these are disembodied spirits. The Bible says that Jesus called this spirit a he. Gives it a personality. He seeks rest. Seeks rest. When these unclean spirits are outside of human beings, they don't find rest. They have to find a resting place and they want to find a resting place in human beings. These, these spirits have different functions and they have names according to their function. The Bible talks about many different kinds of spirits and for us we have to realize that when these the, these spirits get inside people, they cause them to do things and I wanted you to hear this now because they are personalities, they can impose. Personality through people that sometimes we just mistake as it being them. But it's not. For God has not given us a. Of what? So the spirit's name is what? And it causes people to be what? I mean, it said it right there. They're spirits of lust. Spirits of pride. Pride. Spirits of anger. There's, all, I mean, we can go through the Bible. I could just show you all over where it talks about these things. Spirits of harlotry. Lying spirits. Spirits that get in people just causing to the lie. They cannot tell the truth no matter what. See, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. they in getting people. You say, man, you the, just lie. But what happens is people don't realize that, they're, that these spirits get in people and cause them to do this. Spirits of pornography and harlotry. All this stuff. And just like I said, a spirit of fear, sometimes people don't realize that it's a spirit that's driving them to be fearful over everything. Can't get in the car without being fearful. Can't, I can't get on that plane. Some of this stuff is a battle from without, but some of this is a battle from within. And people need to be liberated. Spirits of pharmakeia, drugs, demons, driving people. I got to have it. I got to have it. And so what happens is, saints, when we're looking at people, dealing with people, we realize that these spirits get into people and they they desire to find a resting place. I want to rest here. I want to rest here. I want to enjoy myself here in this person. And I want everybody to think that it's just the person. So they fail to realize that it's actually me driving them. I'm driving them to do it. But everybody just think, that's just old Jimmy. He mean as a snake. Don't you get on his bad side because he'll snap you. Well, Jimmy got a spirit of anger and it needs to be cast out in Jesus' name. In some cases, saints, we have to realize that there are spirits that are resting in people and they need deliverance from these demons. It says here in verse 44, it says, Then he says, the spirit says to himself, I will return, look at this, to my house. From which I came. This is one of the things that disturbs me about this. Is that these spirits begin to think that people are their possessions. We've literally had situations where people, these demons said, you can't have her. She belongs to me. He belongs to me. They they begin to assume that this is my possession now. And for all of us here, we have to understand this is a serious matter. And the church is designed to be a place of liberation and freedom for people who are struggling with demonic oppression. And I want to say this to you, saints, and some of you have heard me say this for years. You cannot counsel demons out of people. you got to cast them out. Jesus did not sit around and counsel these demons out of people. He cast them out. And so for us, we have to get this in our minds because we've got so much counseling going on and you're counseling people for 20 years and 30 years and the same demon is still there saying, ha, 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 I've been here for 20 years and I went away for a few days, but I'm still, the devil is alive. We got to put our finger on it and say, devil, you coming out in the name, can I have an amen in it? You coming out in the name of Jesus. Saints, we got to understand this we got to understand this, and I'm going to give you some keys here in a minute, but just bear with me for a second. He says, then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, look at this, he finds it empty, swept, and then he says, put in order. Empty, swept, and put in order. Swept and put in order is right. Empty is wrong. Every person in this room needs to be full of the Holy Spirit. You weren't designed to be empty. You're designed to be full of God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, all of us here. So when you look at this, and I'm going to break this down here in a a minute, but saints, this is not a, this, what he's talking to, he's talking, he's talking. This really, in some ways, is a message to backsliders, because your house is never empty, it's swept, and put in order unless God at some point in time swept it and put it in order. And we're going to see this here. And the children of Israel, as he's talking about the generation, these people knew about God. They had God's presence. But at the end of the day, saints, we want to be people that have the presence of God fully manifesting himself in our lives we make ourselves available for the presence of god we want him to sweep our lives clean our lives up from anything that would hinder us from maintaining a healthy relationship with him and enjoying all the fullness that he comes to bring into our lives and then we need god to put things in order in our lives amen When it comes to our personal lives, when it comes to church, when it comes to just life in general, we need God to put things in order. So we want our houses to be full, swept of anything that's unlike God, and put in order the way God wants it to be put in order. Because if not, it says this. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. Now, watch this. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it be with this? Be with this wicked generation. So we see very clearly here, saints, that when these unclean spirits get driven out, I got I, I got to share this with y'all, saints. Listen to me, say, don't pray, play around with your salvation you never so grown in God where you can compromise your, your biblical standards. Because these spirits will come knocking back on your door. And I've seen it. And I've seen it in this church. I've seen it all over the world. I've heard the conversations. People think, well, I'm mature enough for that now. What got you saved is what's going to keep you saved. You can never think that you're so saved now that I'm mature enough for that. Can I have an Amen. Because these spirits are going to come knocking back on your door at some point in time to see. Now watch this, and I want you to write this down. To see if you are willing to come back into agreement with them. Agreement. Agreement. There's, there's the primary way in which the spirits, spirits get into you and I's life is through the power of agreement. Every man is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. So what happens is the enemy is going to entice you, but he's going to try to find some area in your life where he can get some agreement with you. Your agreement gives him access into your life. Now listen to me. Your agreement gives spirits access. Access into your life. This is an equipping time right now. I want to just share this because we have new people coming. Understand, your agreement gives the devil access into your life. Your agreement. And so what happens is, realize that if you can stay out of agreement with the enemy, then you can maintain your liberty and freedom in God. What happens is, is this. Simple temptation... Whether it's temptation with men or women. Temptation with stealing God's glory. Temptation around power and wealth and things of this nature. Saints, all these areas are areas where the enemy is going to test you to see if you're in agreement. God said you're not supposed to touch that tree. God said you're not supposed to touch that tree, right? That one right there. He knows the day you, you, you eat of that fruit, you're going to be like him, he, 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 you know. Well, he, he, I can't touch it, huh? Listen, saints, it goes back to the garden. All the enemy is looking for is agreement. Agreement with him gives him access into your life. Let me, let me bring it down home for y'all. Okay, just once again, like I always do. You walking through the mall, and here comes Sugar Tony. I'm not even gonna call him Junebug anymore. <laughs> Junebug got saved finally. <laughs> we done got Junebug saved. Now, 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 he's not a member of our church, but he did get saved. He going, he going to, he going to Bo- Bowling Brook Baptist somewhere over there. He's doing good, but. saints. All he's looking for is agreement. And if there's something in you that's insecure enough to fall prey to what he's offering through this person, then you've just came come into agreement. Agreement gives him license or access into your life. Once he gets access and license into your life, now he has liberty to operate and rest in your life. This is what demons do. They look for agreement, whether it's drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. As soon as he finds agreement, then we have access. No agreement, no access. And for all of us here, we have to be very sensitive because the enemy will keep you up at night, and the primary way, now watch me, the primary way in which he seeks to give access into your life is through through attacking or bombarding your mind to break you and I down to where we finally just yield ourselves over to his suggestion. Why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? There's nothing wrong with that. Man, them church folks are tripping. They're trying to control you. They're trying to control you. They, control you. they the, you know, saints, listen. I want to say this once again. You're not trying. There's a difference between controlling somebody and trying to protect them from what you know is going to destroy their life. And we got to get this thing out. And I, and I, and I, I, I. I I, may, I talked about this a little bit. Who was I think I was telling Minister Catherine about this. You know, a lot of times, it's hard to see how much people truly love you when your heart is full of rebellion. Rebellion clouds your vision. You think God is trying to withhold something from you, Eve, when actually he's trying to protect you from it, Eve. Because it's going to destroy your life. But when when the enemy finds agreement, then he gets access. And you have to be watchful, saints, because if the enemy finds agreement with you after God has already dealt with you and swept the house, emptied the house. Now, the enemy doesn't just say, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back with seven other demons more wicked than me, so I can take this person down a road. They'll, they, it's going to be even harder for them to get free from. And so Jesus Christ, he says this is going to happen. He says this is going to happen to this generation, but it's clear that he's also talking about when it goes out of a man. This is happening to people all the time. But we have to make sure, saints... That we are able to discern what we're dealing with. And also understand that as we're we're dealing with this type of stuff. That God through his word gives us everything we need from a, a, a strategy standpoint to overcome. Because we should never be ignorant of the enemy's schemes and devices. Amen. But people are in churches. Struggling with the same thing over and over and over door. Why? Over again. Why? Because the door has not been shut on the enemy and the agreement has not been established fully in our hearts that I will not allow that to happen in my life because I know what will happen. And I know what the enemy's trying to do. Amen. We have to make sure that we're sensitive about this. Now, I want to give you I'm going to give you five things that we're going to do to make sure that we keep the house full and we keep ourselves clean from all this stuff. Okay? So that as God frees us, we don't go back into bondage again. Number one, if I'm going to stay clear and stay clean from all the stuff that, that's going on in terms of demonic activity in my life, number one, I have to be upfront and I have to be honest with myself. Number one is honesty.
1: Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 945-945.